camp changes lives, okay? Kids get saved, kids get healed, kids get ministered to, kids get delivered. God does amazing things at camp. You know, I always have people tell me, well, you know, you know, people in town, they just use power kids for babysitting. And it's like, well, I don't care. You know, I'm glad you drop your kids off at Power Kids and you go home and watch TV. Uh, we're, we're more than happy for you to do that. And, and then we give them the Word of God. We get them saved. We turn them towards Jesus. And then we get them down to ground zero. And so I know people can think the same thing kind of about camp. Well, you know, camp's just the kids go hang out and have fun. And they do hang out and they have fun. But they also have an encounter with God and they also get ministered to. And the very same thing happens at men's retreat. Men's lives are changed at men's retreat. They're changed at men's retreat. And I could have wives all across this room stand up and give testimony to that. And so thank you for praying. Thank you for praying this week for camp. Uh, as we go down there, uh, the weather's been crazy. The weather was crazy all weekend. Uh, the weather's saying there's going to be more rain. Thank God for the rain. Amen. Amen. Say it like you mean it. Thank God for the rain. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know. I know. Yeah. 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 Lynn Cameron said earlier, she said, uh, yeah, people think these ply lakes would never fill up again. Well, now they're all full. Amen. And so thank God that they're full. Thank God for rain. All right, let me pray. And then we're going to jump into John 14 this morning. Father God, I love you. Father, it's good to be in your house. Father, I'm here to worship you. I'm here to put my gaze upon you. I'm here to stop my life, my schedule, my activities, my calendar. God, I'm making a list this morning at the kitchen table before I got here of all the things that was on my mind this morning that I need to get done, all the things that I need to prepare for coming up. And Lord, I, and I know all of us here, we put all of that on hold to be in your house. Father, I think there in my own heart, Lord, there's nothing more blasphemous than to say I'm too busy to go to church. Father, we are totally, completely dependent upon you. Father, our every heartbeat, our next heartbeat, Father God, is from you. We live foolish lives thinking that we have all this time and that we don't need you. And God, that's not our heart. Father, we take time this morning to be in your house. God, as we look into the scripture, as we look into your word, Father, we feed our faith. We starve our doubts. And God, we draw closer to you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. All right. I'm gonna read to you this morning out of John 14. I love the book of John. If you, Kurt, we talked about it last week about reading your Bible. I hope you're going to spend time this summer reading the Scripture. If uh, all the things we talked about, if you still don't know what to jump into, the book of John is a great book to read. I love the book of John. There's so many things in it. We're going to take a little bit of time this morning, and I want to show you some things in John 14. I'm going to read verses. I'm going to read nine verses, actually, and then when I finish with those nine verses, then I'd like to go back and unpack it for you a little bit. I love this story. So just listen to God's word this morning. John 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Jesus is speaking. Let not your heart be troubled. We could preach six weeks right there. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. 
If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, it is suffi- and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me? Philip, he who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Wow. I love these verses. Let's go back to verse one. Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. Of course, he's speaking to the disciples. He's speaking to his comrades, to his brothers. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. I mean, that first sentence, let not your heart be troubled. I was in the donut shop the other morning here in town, and the guys were asking me how I was doing. I said, I'm doing great. And they said, you're doing great. And I said, yeah, I'm doing great. One of them said, have you watched the news? And I said, no, I don't watch the news. And they said, oh, okay, like I was naive and had my head in the sand, you know. And uh, because if you watch the news, your heart is troubled. Amen. If you're listening to what the world is saying, if you're listening to what the culture is saying, your heart is troubled. Jesus says, don't let your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, and these men believed in God, and you and I believe in God, if you believe in God, believe also in me. Listen, you can hang your hat on this verse this morning. You can hang your hat on this verse the rest of the summer. Don't be troubled. Don't be discouraged. Don't be deceived. Listen, with the storm winds blowing in our culture, all the things going on around us, listen, you fix your eyes on Jesus Christ and you don't take them off. You don't be troubled. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't let the devil tell you what's going on in your life or in the world or in the culture. You get your eyes on Jesus Christ. He said, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Then I love this next sentence. In my Father's house are many mansions. That word mansion means dwelling place, but I like the word mansion, don't you? Yeah, I I like the word mansion. In my father's house are many mansions or dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. God has a place for you in his kingdom. God has a place for you in heaven. 
He told the disciples, in my father's house are many mansions, many dwelling places. And he says, and, and you're going to be there and I'm going to take care of you. If it weren't so, I would have told you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Now, I, that so comforts me. Listen to it again. If I go and prepare a place for you. What's Jesus doing? He's preparing a place for you and I. I go to prepare a place for you, then I will come again. Now, just stop right here. Listen, Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. Okay, I don't know when. He hasn't told me when, but he's coming again. The Bible says that you and I are supposed to have our hearts and our minds and our eyes on things above, not on the things of this life. Jesus is going to come. Jesus is going to establish his kingdom, and you and I are going to live in it. Amen? Amen. Let me read it to you one more time. I go and I prepare a place for you, and I will come again, and I will receive you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. That so ministers to me. Where I am, there you may be also. Have you ever gotten lost before? Have you ever gotten lost maybe as a child or as a teenager, even as an adult, you took a wrong turn? You know, you, you kind of got your bearings crossed or you're trying to figure out where you're at or maybe you're on a trip and, or, or even as a child. You know, when I was a child one time, we were at Six Flags Over Texas and I got separated from my parents and, and <coughs> excuse me, and, and I was lost for a little while and people who worked there found me and they had a little place that they took me and my parents came and find me, found me. It, it wasn't necessarily a big deal. But if you've ever been lost before, you've ever felt like that you don't know where to go or which way to turn, Jesus says, I'm preparing a place for you. I'm going to come get you and your family, and you're going to be with me. Where I am, you're going to be also. Your loved ones are going to be there. You're going to be there, and there's going to be peace, and there's going to be grace, and there's going to be strength, and you're not going to be separated from the Lord Jesus. You're not going to be separated from God, and I want you to be comforted in that. What's the very first thing he said? Don't be troubled. Listen, as you and I think about our life, we think about our future. We think about our daily lives. Don't be troubled. Be encouraged. Jesus is preparing a place for us. He's coming to get us, and where he is, there we'll be with him. Now, I love the next part of this story. I have to say it's one of my favorite parts because I feel like I relate to it. And he says, where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going, and we don't know how to get there. Oh, man, let me read you that one more time. I will come again, I'll receive you to myself, that where I am, you'll be also. Oh man, that's good, Lord, that's good, I'm hanging on to that. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. And Thomas said, Lord, we don't know. We don't know where you're going, and we certainly don't know how to get there. I don't know why, but I relate to Thomas. I just, first off, first off, think how gutsy he had to be to even start talking. Right? I mean, you're talking to Jesus. You're talking to God in the flesh. And he's saying, hey, uh, believe in me. I'm going to take care of you. Don't be troubled. I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm going to come back to get you. And you know where I'm going and you know how to get there. He doesn't raise his hand. He just starts talking. No, no, no. We don't know how to get there. 
and we don't know where you're going. I, I so relate to that. Now, let, let me take up for Thomas. Okay, Jesus is saying, I'm going to another dimension. Okay, not another place on planet Earth. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not moving to another state. I'm not going to Africa. I'm going into a different dimension, the spirit realm. And I'm going to go there, and I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm going to make an abode for you. I'm going to have a mansion for you, and then I'm going to come get you, and then you and I are going to go back to this other dimension. I don't know exactly how. I don't know. I'm talking about me. I don't know exactly how that happens or what it's going to be like. We'll all experience it. You know, I don't know if it involves a black hole. I mean, I don't know, right? But we're going to go from this dimension to the next dimension. And then Jesus says, hey, and you know how to get there. I'm out. No, I don't know how to get there. He honestly says, we don't know where you're going, and we don't know how to get there. How do we get there? Now, let's go back to being lost. Have you ever asked anybody for directions back in the old days? Now, you don't have to do that anymore, I know. You ask that lady in that box you carry, that you carry with you everywhere you go. I mean, Vicky and I wondered years ago when this first came out, Greg said, well, that's the end of maps. Nobody's ever going to know how to read a map again. And you were prophetic, brother, because we don't even carry a map anymore. And we don't know anything about reading maps. You know, when we were young, right? You know, Kurtz even talked about it. We'd go on trips, uh, you know, and you got the map folded out, and you can't even see where you're going, and one of you screaming at the other one, and stop here, turn here. If you're old enough, you remember those days. I mean, lots of marriages were ruined on trips looking at maps. <laughs> But now you just talk to that lady that's in that little phone of yours, and she tells you where to go. And, and it does. I mean, Vicky and I totally rely on it. It does bring a lot of peace, and, and she tells you where to turn and, and, and what to do. But think about in the old days asking somebody for directions. You know, for years and years and years, my brother was a crop duster in Hollis, Oklahoma. And, you know, he sprayed farms in a huge, vast area of that country. And some of the men in this room right now, uh, they're not crop dusters, but they understand this country. They understand how it lays. And, and my brother knew where everybody lived. He knew where everybody's farm was. You know, he knew where this 40 acres was. He knew where, where this 1,000 acres was. I mean, and they would get in those planes every day, and they knew where they were going to fly and to spray. And, and he knew how to get everywhere. And if you would ask him for directions, he would bang through those directions. And when he got done, I was as lost as when he started. You know? <laughs> now, can you imagine asking somebody for directions, and while they're giving directions, you interrupt them? Hey, whoa, time out, time out. You said turn down here at the Dolly Parton elevators. First off, who is Dolly Parton? Okay, number one. And, and, why, and why do those elevators remind you of Dolly Parton? Y'all apparently have been to Dolly Parton elevators, right? Yeah, apparently, isn't that a, isn't that a, that's a good landmark, isn't it? Yeah, everybody knows where that is. Man, we're having church now, amen? And people do that. People would tell you how to get somewhere. That's exactly what's going on in this story. Jesus says, hey, guys, I'm gonna go prepare a place for you. Don't be worried. Don't be afraid. Don't be troubled. Put your future in my hands because nothing can take you away from me. Nothing can pluck you out of my hands. And I'm going to go prepare. I'm going to come back. And you know the way and you know how to get there. And Thomas, in all sincerity and honesty, says, hey, Lord, I don't know where you're going. I don't know how to get there. And then I love, I love the answer that Jesus gives him. And, and I've known this verse for years. Probably many of you have known this verse for years. Maybe you've 
heard this verse for years, but I'm putting this verse in context for you right now so you can see what else was going on. Jesus said, I'm the way. Now stop right there. Hey, we don't know the way. I'm the way. Let that sink in. Lord, we don't know the way. I'm the way. Now, I've preached on that verse. Probably every preacher that's a Christian in America has preached on that verse. You've probably heard that verse. Maybe you've even used that verse when you're ministering to somebody to be a Christian. And somebody says, hey, you know, there's many ways to heaven. There's many ways to Jesus. And that's a real popular verse to say, no, no, there's, there's only one way. Jesus himself said it. He said, I'm the way. And I've used that verse and probably you've used that verse. But in the context here, Thomas says, hey, Lord, I don't know the way. And I can just hear it in his heart. And Jesus says, I'm the way. Religion's not the way. Thank God you're in church. I love church, not because I'm a preacher. I just love church. I love being in the house of God, and I love being with God's people. And it's always a wise decision to be in church, always, always, always. And I believe you're here for the same reason I am, because I want to draw near to God, and I want to be with my brothers and sisters. This is a good place to be. Jesus is the way, not church. Amen? And I'm not picking on church. I love church. Jesus is the way. It's not religion. It's not behaving. It's not doing right. It's not trying to be moral. All those things are good things. Thomas said, hey, we don't know the way. And Jesus said, hey, Thomas, I'm the way. I'm the truth, and I'm the life. It's real popular on social media right now for people to say that Jesus never said in the New Testament that he was God, and that's a lie because he did say he was God. He says right here in this scripture, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. And then listen to what he says. He says, no one comes to the Father except through me. There's only one gate. There's only one door to God, and that gate and that door is Jesus Christ. And you're not going to get to God any other way except through the Lord Jesus Christ, except through the cross, except through repentance and forgiveness and acceptance of the salvation that God bought for you. No one comes to the Father except through me. Then listen to what he says. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Now, Philip, now it's Thomas is quiet. Philip jumps in. Philip says, Lord, show us the father. Don't you love that? I love that. Show us the father. And, and it'll, it'll, it'll satisfy us. Don't you love I, I don't. I don't know. I just, I think that's amazing. Hey, it'll make me happy if you'll show me God. Jesus said to him, how long have I been with you, and yet you've not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. Oh, Jesus makes himself equal with God. So that means he is God. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show me the Father? I just love this set of verses, and there's so many things in it, but I just love him getting together with the guys, and he says, hey, guys, we're going to a new place, and Thomas says, I don't know how to get there, and he says, hey, this, this, here's the crux right here. If you'll stick close to me, you'll end up where I am. If you'll stick close to me, you'll end up where I am. You know what you're doing this morning? Sticking close to Jesus. 
Every time you get your Bible out and read it, you know what you're doing? Sticking close to Jesus. Every time you pray, you know what you're doing? You're sticking close to Jesus. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to end up where he is, and you're going to end up with him. And then he says, by the way, if you've seen me, You've seen the Father. See, that's what's so great about reading the book of John or reading the Gospels all together, any, any of them, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, is when you see what Jesus did, you're getting a picture of who God is. Now, see, listen to me. See, we can all have different views and different ideas of who God is, but if you'll read the Scripture, you'll find out who God truly is. And when Jesus does something, he's emulating or mirroring the Father. Are you with me? If Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen God. You want to know what God would do in a situation? Read what Jesus does. You want to know what God thinks? Read what Jesus thinks because they're one. Listen, church, let me encourage you. It's time to go. <coughs> Don't be troubled. Don't be troubled. Jesus said, if you believe in God, believe also in me. Amen? Amen. Well, let me pray for you. Father God, thank you this morning for this little time that we've had together to be in your house, to be in your presence. Father, I love you. I love your word, Lord Jesus. I'm so grateful that I'm saved. I'm so grateful that I know you as my Savior. I'm so grateful that I'm a Christian. Lord, I'm so blessed and honored to be a part of this great church and have these folks as my friends and my family. Father, I don't know how people live without church. I don't know how people survive without the kingdom of God because it's such an important part of my life. Father, I pray your grace and strength and blessing over each person, each family that's here this morning. That as we go from this place, they would go in your grace, they would go in your blessing, and that God, your hand would be on them today and that we would have the week that you desire for us. And that we would continue to turn our hearts towards you, not just on Sunday, but every day of the week. Lord, I love you and I'm thankful. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Praise God.